0: Hey everybody, welcome back to It's The Little Things Podcast. It's me, your host, India. Um, It has been a hot minute. Um, I'm sorry. The holidays got so crazy. I planned on filming some episodes and stuff, but I just didn't honestly, so I'm just going to be quite frank with you guys. Um, But I did a poll on Instagram about what y'all wanted to see for the last episode of season three so i'm super excited but before we get into it i wanted to tell you guys a little bit of updates i am going on a mission trip um next week like five days from now i'm gonna be in another country and i'm really excited um but just for everybody listening just please be saying prayers over our trip and the people that are going um just so that we can spread the gospel the way that we're supposed to and um and that we will just have the right words to say and that the Holy Spirit will fill us. And also just for our safety as well. And I mean, in anywhere we need prayers for safety. But especially since we're going to another country, um, a country that doesn't necessarily know the gospel. So just prayers over that. And I really appreciate it. Um, but the poll on Instagram, I... Um, what was I gonna say oh yeah I did a couple things for the last episode of season three and the last episode before the new year so I'm really excited to kind of get into this um and then on Instagram I'm gonna be posting kind of some like tips and tricks and things to do for like new year's resolutions and all the things because those get kind of crazy but I'm everybody decided like ninety percent of people picked um, what I've been learning recently, which has been Matthew fifth. Uh, wow, Matthew five and six. So I'm gonna literally go through this, like kind of like a Bible study. Like I'm talking with a friend. I actually um, did a Bible study with a friend over this the other day, and and uh, so it had it was really on my heart. So I was like, <laughs> maybe I should talk about this um, because I've been talking about it a lot. Um, so let's get into it. So, um. Chapter 5 of Matthew starts with the introduction to the Sermon on the Mount with Jesus. And so, you know, of course, we we all hear, like, if if you were kind of a long-standing Christian who's been in, like, Sunday school and all the things, like— you've heard S- sermon on the mount if you're not and you've never heard about this this is super exciting but i want to get to kind of talk about the sermon on the mount because there's just so much information and so many good things and i've been reading it and like really studying it because there's just so so many good things said in this and um it that like i honestly did not understand i was like i don't really understand what he's saying here i don't know what this means i don't know what um, throwing pearls to pigs and and salt on the earth and all the things and so I was like maybe I should look these up so I looked up some stuff and wrote them down in my bible because they were things that I genuinely didn't understand like I could not comprehend it which of course is not a bad thing like so that's something I've learned a lot like the only way you're actually going to be able to truly understand the bible is if you ask questions because there's a lot of stuff in here that you don't really understand and that's okay like i I don't understand a lot of it i've been in church my whole life and there are things that i've heard my whole life and i never never understood them um until i actually started studying it myself so anyways starting with the sermon on the mount um when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. This is so funny because when you first read this, you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. I took notes on these two verses because I was like, "There, there's some stuff in here that I feel like we don't really point out because... God is easily the best author ever. So like in an English class, when your teachers used to have you like read and annotate books, and it was so obnoxious. It's like, y'all are making up this stuff. Like there's no way the author actually meant this. They're like, oh, the dog barked. Okay. And your teacher's like, now, now what does that symbolize? What does that foreshadow? it the book? All this stuff. And so I was reading this kind of going into it. Like I'm annotating a book, like a, a Shakespeare book. Okay. Like a poem or a play or whatever. And so I'm reading this, and i'm like what what does what does he mean by this when he says this, right? What does the author mean by this? um so now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside, I circled mountainside because recently, in this whole season, I've been talking about this a lot is being set apart from others, right When I think mountainside, I think okay, you're raised, you're raised like up, you are separated. people have to look directly at you, and they are looking at you, and you're you're separated from the rest of the group. And when somebody's raised, like you're at a concert or the pastor, they're on stage and your attention is on them and you're watching what they're doing and you're listening to what they're saying, right? So they're, oh, I don't wanna say like an authority figure, but it's somebody that you respect. It's somebody that you are looking to for words of wisdom, encouragement, a good song a concert like whatever but your eyes are raised to them they are separate from the rest of the group like they are set apart from everybody else in the crowd and so when I think of mountainside I think oh my goodness he like physically set himself apart um to speak to everybody and I and I really take that and it's probably deeper like I'm probably making it like deeper than it's supposed to be. But I take that as he was physically showing us like there's a difference between being a part of the crowd and there's a difference between being set apart from the crowd. And he physically set himself apart to teach them. And I also circ- underline teach because I think we kind of use teach and preach interchangeably. And I looked up, okay, why does he use teach instead of preach in this in this verse and it says in um that teaching is the explanation and an ex- explication of theological and biblical truth so i really like how he said teach because he's literally just educating the group like okay for the sermon on the mount it's literally going through and saying okay these were all of what was said in the Old Testament. This is what it is now because the law has been fulfilled. And so I think that that is so cool because instead of saying like, now, of course, he's not sugarcoating anything, but he's also just educating them. Like he's like, he sits down, his he sat he sat down on the mountainside. So he was set apart, but he wasn't trying to be like, I'm better than you, I'm greater than you, blah, 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 all this stuff, even though of course he was, but he wasn't saying like, I, and like, he just like humbled himself by like going up, setting himself apart, but he wasn't going to act all holier than thou. And, but he sat down and got on their level and he was like, here, let me teach you, let let me teach you what's going on. Okay. So I really like that. And it shows the character of Jesus in, in that situation. And so of course those are super simple things, but I think that that's so true, like that we can take on our walk with Christ everywhere. So like we are Christians and we have the the ability to know the gospel and like the 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 knowledge of who Jesus is and who God is and the character of God and all of this stuff. And there is an aspect of we, there's this feeling sometimes, and I'm just going to be honest, like there's this feeling sometimes of like, we want to say, no, like I know better. Like I know, like you think this way, but I know better. It's like, that's not how Jesus intended it to be. He wants us to say like, hey, I I am set apart, but I'm like you, we are human, we're together, I sin, you sin, like, let's, obviously, Jesus didn't sin, but, like, uh, us, like, he is making an example of what we should do, don't preach at somebody, teach, educate, tell them, like, hey, like, this is what, this is what the Bible says, like, take this, use that, whatever your conviction is, okay, so, I'm going to go through and just kind of basically read off like what my notes are because there's a lot. So I doubt I'm going to get through all of this, but I want to just touch some really cool points. Again, circling um, a lot of things that I do when I'm studying the Bible is just like common themes or common words or things that are used over and over and over again. And in the Sermon on the Mount, he is using a lot of examples of being set apart, which is so cool to me because that's something that I've been talking about for a long time like this whole season of the podcast that's what i've been talking about so i thought that was really cool um okay this one is a this one's a good one and i feel like you've he- all heard this before but this is like an encouragement piece um chapter 5 verse 10 says blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness and for theirs is the kingdom of heaven i really love that i th- that's pretty much the only, like, I don't have much to say about that except to encourage you to say, like, there are so many times when we have, um, when we're going to be persecuted, like look on social media, any Christian creators, influencers, anybody in any form, like they're going to be persecuted. So like, just, I don't want to say like, but like expect it, like it's going to happen. Like, but it's righteous in your years is the kingdom of God, which I think is awesome kingdom of heaven. Um, Alright, so the next section is like the title is like The Salt and Light. So I really like this one. Um, chapter three or verse 13 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. I really like this, and here's why. Okay. I did not know what this meant. Like, I've heard you are the salt of the earth. I don't, I did not know. Like, what does that even mean? Like salt of the earth. I don't know. So I looked it up and it said salt was used to preserve meat for long periods of time. As believers, we are called to slow spiritual decay like salt did for meat and not lose our flavor. And it was like a really weird explanation, but it clicked for me because it's like, if we're the salt of the earth, we are like to add like the like salt adds flavor in meals and it's kind of funny to like say that out like say that out loud that we are salt and we add the flavor um but I really like I think that's so cool just to think about like salt is used was used to preserve meat and was used to preserve things that they used for long periods of time and if you think about it like the salt preserves meat we are like so supposed to preserve like the spirit of jesus like the holy spirit on earth i think that's kind of cool like we are the holy spirit's in within us and so like we are supposed to as the description said slow the decay of spiritual like spiritual decay which i thought was interesting um it's kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. (laughs) Um, and then the next section is about being the light of the world, which again is a common theme of being set apart, which I thought was really awesome. Um, it says you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. So I, again, you see that visual of being set apart, like a town on a hill, a hill, you are set apart and something that is set apart cannot be hidden. Just like in any situation, like if you are set apart for Jesus, it will not like you cannot be hidden. And I think that is so cool to think about. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Of course, we have the song that we sing in Sunday school. Um, Don't let Satan blow out your candle. Don't put all the things like that. Instead, they put it on its stand and gives light to everyone in the house. Again, a stand is raised up. It's set apart. So cool. Like if you see this throughout the Bible, just common themes and common analogies. And it's, it's just so cool to think about. And um, <laughs> yeah, so, and then in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So again, I think this is a lot of times where there's like confusion with our deeds taking us to heaven, like good deeds being the reason we go to heaven. And this is something that I have talked a lot about, it's like kind of cool. Like when the Holy Spirit was in you and you ask Jesus into your heart and you're saved by grace and, and it is so cool. And your heart and your life becomes radically changed. Good deeds come from that, but good deeds don't take you to heaven, if that makes sense. So like your heart, your life, your whole, everything changes when you ask Jesus into your heart. Like there's a radical transformation that goes on when you become and you get closer to Jesus and good deeds come from that but good deeds don't take you to heaven like you can't do enough good deeds to get you to heaven if you're not saved by Jesus and so I think that that's so cool to think about that these good deeds don't come out of like a oh if i do these i'm going to get to heaven they come from a place where you do them because they're good and because they're righteous and that's what Jesus would do and i think that's super cool um and then this is like the part where Jesus starts kind of breaking down everything that was said in the old Testament and like what, it what he wants us to see it now. And so, um, this is a thing that I'm going to say before we go into the rest of it. Um, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will be, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. So basically what he's saying is like the law is not abolished. in like when Jesus dies on the cross, the law is fulfilled. So all of these things that have been said, nothing is to just be discounted. There's just things added on or changed a little bit, which I think is really cool because it's, it's cool to see how he explains things being changed and being different. It says, for I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. True. Um, and then, so this, the Sermon on the Mount is what it says on like the little blurb on the side of my Bible. It says, Jesus explained the true meaning and purpose of the Old Testament law. So I really like that um, because like, true, you know, amen. <laughs> um, so this is this is so true. Uh, uh, well, duh, it's from the Bible. But like, it, this is this is a lot of information. So hang tight, hang with me. Let's 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 dig deep. Okay. So this one is something that blew my mind because my dad has always said, "Don't call anybody a fool," and I was like, because I say it like as a joke, like, "Oh, don't be a fool," like as a joke. Um. So. <laughs> Chapter five um, says, anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. So anyways, that's just something to keep in mind. Um, So it also, so something I wrote on the side that says, the words we use when angry matter and are heard, because in this verse, it says, and this is the section about murder. So if you can't take, like, your words are like, not to be dramatic, but like are a form of murder. Think about it. Like when you say something negative or you say something hateful to somebody, you're killing a piece of inside of them, like self confidence and truth that was inside of them. And if you really think about that, that like that is one of the worst things you can do. And something um, that comes out of the Bible is how the tongue is a double edged sword, and it is the most powerful part of the body. For multiple reasons because anything you say can and will stick with somebody for the the rest of their lives if it is negative and if it's positive so your tongue has so much power and when you say these negative things that hurt that kills parts of people so like just being aware of the words coming out of your mouth is so so important um it says Um, Verse 22 says, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I just said (laughs) just reading verses. I don't understand, apparently. Um, And then so basically and then it goes into the saying you're a fool. So, like, of course, in, in that time, there's different things. But there are plenty of things you can say negative about people now that you shouldn't do just period story. like that's pretty much it and it's a lot easier said than done but just being aware of what you're saying to others and how your tone comes across and that that's just like how would you would you want somebody to say about you pretty much like that's kind of how i think about it um so this one is about like forgiveness and again kind of funny that it's in the section about murder when you really think about it because a lot of this has to do with stuff that ha- like that is very serious. And so 23 says therefore if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you leave your gift there in front of the altar first go and be reconciled to them then come and offer your gift. I love this because there is some stuff that has happened in life and in my life that is a kind of like this I would take this verse as holding a grudge especially against your family but this I think is talking like brother or sister in Christ or anybody if you have a problem with them confront it if they have a problem with you confront it don't let it just sit and like I I I know I like to think about this a lot I, I don't like to think about it but this is what I think about when I get mad at somebody if they were to pass away right then and there when you said something would, would you want that to be the last words you said to them and i think about that a lot like it's it just it, life is way too important to let something like that affect your health and like your and their health and their in your relationship together and a lot of times i think about how jesus forgave us and if jesus can forgive us if the Lord can forgive us of all of our sins why 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 can we if we know what forgiveness is truly like and the freeing feeling of forgiveness why would we hold a grudge against somebody else especially a brother or sister in Christ so just something to take into account um and I really like these. I'm going to skip a couple because there's a lot of information that I want to go over. But these are some good ones. So the section about eye for an eye. I huh, love this because a lot of times you hear in the, especially on social media, when people are like, he like good for him. He stuck up for himself or he did this and this and this. And like, um, you know, eye for an eye. The Bible says it. And it's like, well. In the gospel, Jesus actually says, You have heard it that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. Which, of course, we've heard that side too. But again, it's so important to know what is actually being said in the Bible because he literally said, You've heard it eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But that's not how I want you to live your life. Like, I want you if somebody hurts you take it, accept it, love them because that's what Jesus would do. That's what he did. Like he literally lived his life. The people killed him and were torturing him, spitting on him, mocking him, making fun of him, all the things. And he sits on the cross in excruciating pain after being literally tortured and humiliated. And he says, God, please forgive them for they don't know what they've done. So it's like an eye for an eye. No, no, no. Like turn the other cheek change change your mindset about that because like one of the things that's hardest for me to understand is the people that have hurt me the most are the people that I love the most like and it is so hard for me to just take that like take hurt and hatefulness and it it really hurts my feelings obviously and my instant reaction is just to like like get onto them or say something negative and and I'm not gonna lie. I have in the past couple of days, especially being home with family is so difficult. And if you and and I love them, but it, it, it's hard and my patience starts to run thin. And of course, I prayed that the Lord would give me patience. And of course, he gives me a situation that I need to have patience in and I wasn't being patient. And I mean, that's life like, Anyways, so I thought that was interesting, like an eye for an eye. And it says, and if anybody wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If any, for and if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. I love this. After reading this, I changed my entire perspective. Like, one of the things that I heard an argument in class the other day was somebody arguing about homeless people and he was saying um, you know why would I give money to homeless people if if like 90% of them are drug addicts and like instantly I was like, what are you talking about like and it's so hard because again you realize like not everybody knows what we know not everybody hears this, these verses and think the same way. And so I was like, no, but like, imagine one out of the hundred homeless people that genuinely is needing to survive. Who cares? Like what they're going to do with that money, like give to them anyways. You don't, you don't know how they need it. You don't know what they need. And if they're asking for help, help them. And I think that is, that's just so That's so good because we're not asked to judge. We're not asked to say like, oh, make make a sound judgment on whether or not you think that person is a drug addict. No, it says just give like give if they ask give. And I think that that's so good. And I think a lot of times that we're selfish with our things on earth. And it specifically says in the Bible too, like, don't be selfish with what you have on earth and like give and don't be materialistic. And I think that's so good. And I I took that for myself and realizing that as well. Um, so then this one, of course, is like, is a second part of that. And I love this as well. It's the love your enemies. And I think this is so good. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and that you may be children of your father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I love diverse. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. I thought that was so good because we're all on the same planet. Like we're all facing the same struggles. We are all having the like we are all under the same sun and we all have the same opportunity to go to heaven and be saved by grace and i think that that is so good because i think so often like what i was talking about earlier like we are called to be humble like we are set apart but we're called to be humble and we're called to be just like jesus was to teach and to educate and and i think that that's so cool that he says like love them because i created them as well love them because They are under the same sun that you're under. Love them because they were made the same way you were made. And I think that that was so, so refreshing to think about. Like, it's so true. Like, why? Why would we treat somebody differently just because they're living a different lifestyle than us? Why would we treat somebody differently because they aren't necessarily a Christian? Like, love them because we are all living under the same sun that God created. Like, you are not you are not, you're not God. You are not Jesus. And you cannot sit here and, and tell me that Jesus would act the way that some of the Christians right now are acting, especially on social media. And I know that everybody's in like, it's hard because we know this and we know how you're supposed to live your life. And we want to be like, no, you're not understanding. Like you need to live this way. But love, just love first, always love first. That's something I, that I want to like, just love, th- love them first. Okay. That's all That's all I had to say about that one. Um, and then this was like, I said, love your enemies because God has created this, the same son for us to live under. And all of the same things happen to us. We face sins. We struggle with the same things. And the only difference is that we know the gospel and we know the love of jesus and so now we get to help other people know the love of jesus and i think that's super cool um and then this says if you love those who love you what reward will you get are not even the tax collectors doing that and if you greet only your own people what are you doing more than others do not even pagans do that be perfect therefore as your heavenly father is perfect and i think that that's that's also super cool because of course it's so easy to love the people that love you back. Like it's so easy to do that. It is so not easy, so difficult to love the people who don't like you, who despise you, who hate you, who talk bad about you. So much harder to do that. And it's so much more rewarding to love people and it because that is what Jesus did. Like he loved all of the people who literally tortured him. Makes makes me emotional is what it does um and chapter six is really good but I like literally have barely gotten through chapter five which I think is so funny um and then one more thing the oaths this is a section I'm gonna go back on just for a second um we only have like two minutes left Um, Again, you have heard that it was said to people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the vows you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. And that like kind of hit me because I think like we make so many promises and we are like I I, I swear on my mama like pfft, that was a bad example but I mean that's like what it happens we cannot swear we like we cannot promise things in the future because we have zero control over them like we have none no control so like just keeping in mind like our again our words what you're saying that is so important because we have zero no control over what is going on in the world like what what we can't control anything um except for our own actions which i think is crazy but but like crazy cool you know because the lord has control anyways I got to shut it down. But thank you so much for an amazing season three. And I am so excited to see what season four brings us. And I already have some plans for that. But again, please be praying over the our mission trip. And also, be a light for the Lord in everything you do. And start this year off strong. Write, write out some habits, people, that you want to start and make goals for each month instead of just goals for the whole year so you can actually mark them and have God-sized dreams people this year because y'all are going to accomplish some great things of course with the help of the Lord um I love you guys be a light for the Lord in everything you do and be the reason someone smiles today and stay tuned for some new merch